you sharing the story of, of how you and Gopi met and, and how you eventually got her out of China. How has that changed? How has that affected your life? How has it changed your life? Yeah, if only Gobi could speak and tell you the answers and tell you what she was doing out there, why, what she was living on, why she chose running with us. Where did you come to that moment that said, sometimes I, I, I have to give up this dearly sought goal because there's something more important going on? Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together we'll find the ideal path on The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. While it falls into the realm of identity, having your own credo will also create a mindset that will help you overcome obstacles in all nine realms of the three pillars of attainment. But it sounds so lofty. How do you create a personal philosophy? My guest, Dion Leonard, and his dog, Gobi, are going to share how they created one that helped him save his life. How can you build a stronger mindset? So I have to say, uh, over the last, over this season, there's been a couple of guests that we've had that I, in my insides, was just dying to have on the show. And, and you are one of two of them. <laughs> so, Thank you, yeah. Uh, you know, I related the story to you, but, but for the viewers, my wife and I were traveling, actually I think my, my daughter's with us as well, we were traveling through an airport. She picked up this, your book, Finding Gobi. My wife just loves dogs. And she couldn't put the book down. And she, knowing that I'm a runner, she, you know, said, oh, I think you'll really like this book. And I'm kind of like, eh, book about a dog. I mean, I, I like dogs, but not like my wife is crazy. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't put the book down. It, it, is, it is just a, a marvelous, marvelous book. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of your bio because there's, there's so much here that I think people should know about. So, and the reality is, uh, and, and I can relate to this because I was in a similar position about 20 years ago. Your lifestyle was killing you. Weighed 250 pounds, heavily smoking, drinking too much, high, high pressure corporate job, right? And you knew you had to change something or, right, that was going to be it, right? So you spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder, right? Sales, marketing, and yet you felt your life was missing some kind of deeper purpose. Um, you took up running, and you found that the further you ran, the, the challenge of doing that really gave your life direction, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So in the end, I guess, taking up running and then later meeting Gobi became kind of this impetus for not just getting your life in order, but giving you what I talked about in the intro, helping you develop a, 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 your own credo about life, your own path to success. And when, we think, when I think about the three pillars of attainment, and I mentioned the realm of identity, I, I think too many of us, for, for, we don't attend to that in the way we should. Society doesn't tell us who we need to be anymore. So we have to figure that out on our own. And I, it's an enormously difficult um, uh, you know, 
issue to figure out. And so you did that through, through I think, your corporate time in sales and marketing, and also your running, and, and, and then finally, you know, writing your book and, and how that changed your life, how it touched the hearts literally of millions of people all over the world. Yeah, it's been an incredible journey. And, you know, just to touch on that point, I think that growth mindset is something that we cap ourselves at as well. We're, we're very much to blame to think we, we can't do anything more, we can't go any further. And as a runner yourself, you'll know that the, the amount of hard work and training and dedication it takes to do 26 miles a marathon, you do 26 miles and you think, I, I couldn't run any further. Um, but there's, there's options to go out there and to do 50 miles and you go and run 50 miles and you think, oh, I could never run a 100-mile race. And you, you, the challenge is out there though and if you take it up and you go forward, you realise that you can continue to run further and further and further. And just like in life, you can continue to achieve things as well along the way if you have belief in yourself, especially when others don't. And uh, yeah, that's where I found myself very young age, not having that belief around me through others. So I've always been very driven and motivated to want to get out there and achieve things. And luckily enough to run an, a race <laughs> with Gobi and cross paths that would change my life forever as well. Um, so... so one question I have is, how did you hit upon running as the vehicle to really change your life? Was that a conscious decision or how did that, how did that happen? Well, I guess the, this, the story begins when I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to give up alcohol, stop drinking, smoking, uh, being 250 plus pounds. I made a bet with a friend of mine one evening after having too many drinks that I could beat him in a half marathon race and I'd never run before. Uh, I'd been a healthy sort of fit young guy but then into my 20s and 30s I'd, I'd grown out of shape. So we'd, uh, he, he'd run a half marathon race the year before and he said to me I'm going to go back and run this race again and it was in three months time and I was brash and uh, had a few too many beers and I said to him I think I can go and do this race as well and run it and people around listening in on the conversation started to laugh and to say, there's no way you could, you could run the race. And it sort of took me back to my youth when I'd had people say that I couldn't do this and couldn't do that. I wanted to prove them wrong. And uh, I'd actually had so much alcohol to drink that night that I turned around to my friend and I said, you know what, I'm going to come and do this race and I'll give you five minutes head start as well. <laughs> so having never run before, being extremely unfit, Waking up with a hangover the next day, my wife tells me, don't forget you've made a, a bet with Dan to beat him in this half marathon race. And I had to get up and start training. And it literally was trying to find some shoes and some clothes that would fit me and going out and trying to run around the block. And of course, I couldn't even do that. So the momentum had to build from that moment. And the drive inside of me was because I could remember everyone at the party thinking that I couldn't do it. So that just inspired me and drove me to really want to get out there and show that I could do it. We get to race day and I hadn't seen Dan since the party and, and here I turned up and I was, I'd lost a lot of weight. I'd been doing a lot of running and I, I was a different person. And this was the moment for me. You know, I didn't realise at that moment but I ran off from the race at the start having to make five minutes gap on him to, to win the bet that I'd made with him. And uh, I just pushed and pushed and pushed and the feeling of achievement when I crossed the finish line was like nothing that I'd felt before. 
having a successful career in business, I still didn't feel like I was achieving what I really could go out and take. And uh, this was a moment where crossing the finish line really changed everything for me. I won the bet and uh, he had to take me and my wife out for dinner. And even though I'd lost a lot of weight, I was still like going to make sure that he, he was paying for a lot of meal and uh, we were going <laughs> <laughs> we to have a great night. Um, but afterwards, I wanted to go and see if I could run further and take it further. And it, it, it found, I found this place where I found I could be somebody and it was through running. So it, it, it occurs to me, you know, we hear a lot these days about you know, we need a supportive community, we need to surround ourselves with supportive people and yet somehow your success really came from almost the exact opposite. I think it has initially certainly been self-driven, but going into like the Gobi story and other races and other events that I do now, there is certainly uh, a team and an environment around me that's actually my wife Lucia is very much part of that and then uh, other people that come and support me at races, whether they're pacing me or taking me through that journey that I'm trying to achieve, that they're there for me to, to be part of that goal. So when Gobi went missing in China and we suddenly had a team of people of unknown people that we didn't know coming out to help search for Gobi day and night, mm -hmm. that shows you that teamwork is, is a wonderful thing together when we do come uh, for one main goal. Out of this, you developed a personal philosophy, right? I think I've developed a, a lot of philosophies and some of them good and some of them bad. And I think you know, finding your why is, is, a, is a big thing for me, is why you go out to achieve whether it's anything in life, in business. It's having that why. It's having the understanding of um, what you're going out to achieve, but also it's setting those moments along the way of, of uh, purpose. So ensuring that you are able to hit the sort of steps to achieving something bigger by taking much smaller steps along the way. And it's taken me a long time to realise these things. Yeah. Um, in you run races that are 100 miles, 150, 200 mile races. How, how do you keep yourself going, I guess is you know, the simple way to, to, to ask it. Where, where is, it, it's gotta be something more than physical it seems like to me. Yeah, I think 99% uh, of the race is mental and 1% of the race is physical. And, Hopefully, if you've put the training and preparation into some of these races that I do, some of the most extreme endurance events around the world, the training is really what sets you up for race day. Race day is a completely different event where you've really got to be switched on mentally to take you through that roller coaster ride of emotions, running 100 miles, 200 miles nonstop. You've got to be able to pick yourself up and there's plenty of lows and you've got to really try and push through those to get back to the highs. And... That could take you 20 miles or it could take you four or five hours of pain and, in, and suffering in some of these races. But getting back to the high again is, is that sort of moment we're all looking for. And there's so many transitions from a race of that sort of distance to life in general as well as life's a roller coaster ride and uh, it's getting through the low points and back up to the highs and remembering the low points as well when you're at the highs and remembering that you've got to work on those things to be a better person as well. Something that running has really taught me in general is, you know, being out there and pushing myself to the limits and being on my own for so long. Some of these races can be a, a week-long race. 
you suddenly understand who you are and how you can be a better person and you, you get back into the real world, you, you want to make some changes, which it's, it's been a great tonic for me to, to deal with a lot of things that happened to me in my youth. Is, is there a spiritual component to, to what you do, do you think? For sure. There's got to be more. Uh, there's definitely more to it and there's always that connection that I do have with that as well. And I'm, I believe that we're all set on, on, on this path and there's, you know, the connection with Gobi has to be definitely spiritual. So I, I want to talk about Gobi for, for just a minute. Um, the idea that in the middle of the Gobi Desert a dog would sort of <laughs> almost like appear out of nowhere how how does how does that happen? I mean, how did she survive? Do you have I mean, do you have any idea of you know, how she got there? I mean, it just, well, it just if, it if seems only, almost miraculous on some level. Yeah, if only Gobi could speak and tell you the answers and tell you what she was doing out there, why what she was living on, why she chose running with us. Uh, again, that you know is that spiritual sort of connection. There's a bigger force at play here, and I think. You know, I've run races in some of the most extreme locations around the world, desert locations where you're running out there for days on end and you suddenly you'll run across a family that's living out there. There might be goat farmers. Uh, they might just have some sort of existence in the middle of nowhere and they see all these crazy runners coming by but we see them and we think, oh, what are they doing living all, you know, in the <laughs> right. middle of nowhere? So I would assume that Gobi has probably um, been part of some existence out in the Gobi Desert in China, seen the runners running along and decided that she was going to join and run, run the race with us. And maybe she was looking for her why. Absolutely. Maybe she was looking for more and a different life and a better life and, and you know, thankfully we've been able to provide that for her. So how has the, the I mean, this sounds highfalutin, but really the international celebrity that's come from you sharing the story of, of how you and Gobi met and, and how you eventually got her out of China. How has that changed? How has that affected your life? How has it changed your life? Well, meeting Gobi's, you know, changed both of our lives forever and it's been an incredible journey, but it's sharing her heartwarming and inspiring story to give people hope and belief that they can go out there and uh, find their own Gobi and find their own why for life and to look for more as well. You know, I speak in the book about turbulent upbringing that I've had and if you'd have told me when I was a 13-year-old boy uh, leaving home that I'd have a New York Times best-selling book and this opportunity to share Gobi's story in 21 languages around the world and, you know, now being made into a feature film, I'd never have believed it. And I use that now when I speak to, uh, especially at schools and colleges and uh, universities, that there is something else out there. Life can at times feel like you're not going anywhere, but you, to have belief in yourself and um, to go out there and to find your own why is an important part of your life journey and who knows where it will take you. The other sort of important part of it is one act of kindness of me going back in a certain part of the race and carrying Gobi across the river crossing that she couldn't carry, uh, couldn't go across on her own. That was the smallest little gesture that I did, but that was the turning point for the whole connection and bond that we have mm -hmm. from that moment onwards. And it was, it's, it's sometimes 
a message that I also like to convey is being kind to animals, being kind to other people, never actually looking for anything back in response. Mm-hmm. But a wonderful moment like this can also take you into a different direction as well. You know, I set out to go to that race to win that race and to be right. on the podium and uh, during that event things changed and took me into many different folds, not only the Gobi story but, of course, that's the main one and it, it proved that winning didn't need to be the number one result after all. So, uh, and so as I recall from the book, um, there was one of the racers who got into trouble and but for your help it's very likely he would have died. Yep. So it seems to me that even, it goes beyond not expecting any recompense. Uh, it seems to me you sacrificed that, any potential in that race in order to help out another person. It, is, is that something that had been a part of your life? Is that something you learned through the racing? Where did you come to that moment that said sometimes I, I, I have to give up this dearly sought goal because there's something more important going on. Well, that's a great question. And from when I was a young boy, I always had this philosophy of not looking back, don't look back. I'd always say to myself because of that turbulent childhood, I always wanted to move forward and forget about things that had happened. So I always went through life just thinking, don't look back, don't look back and go forward, be positive, forget about things that have happened as much as you can and move on. And I took that into racing. So I always had this sort of mantra and thought process uh, where I didn't look back to see what was happening as I'm running. So if I was leading or if I was in the middle of the pack, I never looked around to see what was going on. I didn't care what was going on behind me. Just set it, move forward and look for the end result at the finish line. This race, (laughs) I look back, I turn back, the river crossing, Gobi can't cross the river on her own. I look back because I hear her barking, yelping and whining because she knows she can't cross the water. I go back, I pick her up and I put her in my arms and I make my way across through the water. And first and second runners have already left on the other side. I'm in third position. And I know that I'm close to getting there and doing, you know, taking the win. But I, I go back and do the, the right thing for Gobi. First moment of not looking back. I'm running on one of the other days where the runner that you're talking about uh, is suffering from heat exhaustion. And I have this feeling in my mind that something's happening behind me and even though I could have left and continued on and would have gone on to win the race, I have this moment in my head that something's happening and I need to turn around. And again, I look back and I, I see him in a terrible state and I have to go and save his life. I don't know where where that change happened during that week, why I sort of broke down and these moments occurred. And uh, I guess it's all through Kobe's doing. I like to think that you're out there for a week-long race, 155 miles in the toughest elements, carrying all of your food and kit to survive the week. You you can't do it all on your own. Like, you do find yourself through physical pain. You do find yourself mentally thinking of all of the things that might have happened to you in life and where you want to go in life and... It was obviously one of these moments that um, is unexplainable, but it was a huge moment for me and, and of course, Gobi. Did, did you change your philosophy? Is it okay to look back sometimes <laughs> now? <laughs> I still find it hard to look back at a race. Um, sometimes some of that is like a, a sort of sportsmanship thing of, 
you know, if you see the person ahead of you looking back, sometimes you can gain a little bit of extra motivation to think, I think they're struggling, like I'm going to catch up. So that, that's kind of where I sort of take it from initially. Um, but the looking back has been the best thing that I could ever have done. But in many ways, the don't look back uh, philosophy has worked for me uh, hugely as well. So, I, 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 you know, we, we, unfortunately we have to wrap things up here, but I, it sounds again like the, you can't do it completely on your own, but sometimes on your own there's a balance there. It sounds like there's maybe we need to strike a balance between always looking forward, and, but, but sometimes it is okay to, to, uh, to look back as well. And, when, and I think it comes with, yeah, uh, you can do a lot of things on your own, but you can do a lot more with a team and a successful team and a team with great leadership and people that are able to be leaders within the team as well was hugely important. So, right, right. so you brought us a, a, a thing to put on our collage, and I appreciate that. And I think, so you want to, you know, you'll get the most. I think right below what would Pitbull Pitbull do? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's evidently somebody very well known. <laughs> Dion, thank you so much for coming and talking with us on the Way to Wow show. I, I hope you'll come back again. Thank you so much. That's our show for this week. I mean, Dion, just fantastic. Wrapped attention from the entire production team. And Gobi, do they get any cuter? But digging a little bit deeper, I think Dion really hit on the essence of what we're working on here on the Way to Wow show. You have to find your why. Why are you living? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? You can take motivation from people encouraging you, but you can also take motivation from people who are discouraging you. It's an interesting perspective that perhaps I hadn't considered before. Find your why. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my bell. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.